Welcome to Down with Joe DeRosa. One topic, one hour. Here we are, podcasting again to you. Uh, quick plug right off the top. Got to get this out of the way, but it's very important to me. Uh, new album coming out tomorrow. Tomorrow, that's September 2nd. Brand new album. Mistakes were made, the B-sides. And it's a double album of rarities that were recorded at different venues and uh, different times over the last seven years or so. It's a whole big mix, mix mishmash, whatever that word is, of stuff. Um, and it's 10 bucks. It's 10 bucks for a double album. What a deal. What a deal. Please pick it up. Please. Mistakes were made, the B-sides. And if you don't mind, leave a review. Leave a review. Leave a star rating on iTunes. It's available there. It's also available at Amazon, all your favorite digital stores. It's a digital release only. Uh, so check it out. Mistakes were made, the B-sides, coming out tomorrow, September 2nd. Now, on to the podcast. Today, we are Ernie-less. Ernie is out of town. Uh, as you all know, Ernie is our loved, our loved and appreciated sound engineer slash producer. Uh, he's not here, so I'm recording this on my own. Uh, I do this time uh, have a, a decent microphone and a decent recording program. Last time I had to record on my own, I, I did it on my iPhone. Um, but this time I actually have a nice mic and and I'm using a program called Logic uh, that's available at your at your local Apple retailer uh, and for download in the Apple Store. They're not even a sponsor. I'm just giving them a little push. You know, maybe maybe they'll become a sponsor. Maybe one day someone will give a shit about this podcast. Besides all of us, and 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 you know, all of us is enough. I don't mean to make it sound like it's not. At least we have each other. And at least we were happy, as they say. You know, they always hear that in those stories. Like, you'll, you'll watch, like, a documentary about some, like, you know, artistic movement that happened on the Lower East Side in 1947, you know, in New York. And, and uh, they'll be like, they'll be like, we had nothing. We had nothing. I remember we were sharing meals. We were sharing meals and two meals a day at that Four of us sharing two meals a day, but we were painting and we were happy. All we had was each other. That's like how this is. It's just us together in a movement that is not A, artistic, or B, even a movement. It's just a thing that I'm doing that, uh, for some reason, people are listening to. God bless you. God bless you. And thank you, as always. Anyway. Anyway, enough of the rambling. Ernie's not here. I don't uh, have a mic stand. So if you hear a little mic rustling or whatever, I apologize. That's just, you know, it's because I'm holding the mic. I know, I know, I know. I'll get my shit together. I'll, I'll get a stand and whatever. So, uh, and, and if you hear this, I don't know, can you hear that sort of creaking? I'm in a chair that creaks a bit. And the only reason I'm in a chair that creaks a bit is because I'm in... Uh, my office right now in my apartment, uh, and that's the chair in the office. And I know what you're thinking. Well, then bring the chair from the other room in that doesn't creak. Wait, what do I look like here? The uh, fucking radio show slash legitimate podcast? Come on, people. I'm doing my best. We got no sponsors. We got no sponsors, which means no labor money. 
which means no labor dollars, which means no chairs can get moved. Don't you get it? Anyway, today's topic, jealousy, jealousy, that vicious, vicious, vicious son of a bitch, son of a bitch bastard, jealousy, as it were. Uh, I, uh, look, I, I will say this before we even start. This is probably going to be one of the most difficult podcasts for me that I have done so far, because I am going to be very, very open about this topic. And this is not a topic that it feels good to be open about. Um, and I'm going to admit to some things. Uh, Let's start with this. I am a jealous person. I can be a very jealous person. I have jealousy. I, uh, I utilize jealousy. Uh, and I don't like that about myself. And I'm not okay with it. Uh, I'm not okay with it. I'm not saying like, sorry, I'm jealous. What are you going to do? I'm, deal with it. I'm not saying it like that. Uh, I'm saying it's an aspect of my personality that I really, really, really dislike and that I am working very, very hard to change. I'm really, really trying to get it out of me. Um, But I have it. I don't know what to tell you. I have it. I hate having it, but I have it. It's, it's, I, 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 I see nice things happening for people and I'm not always happy about it. Sometimes I am. Sometimes, you know, if it's a really good guy and a really nice thing, I go, that's great. And even when it's not a great guy and a nice thing happens or you're a great girl, as always, trying to trying to address the sexes equally here at Down with Joe DeRosa. Don't want to make the sexes jealous of one another. I address them equally. Um, but, you know, it just, a, uh, you know, a decent person, something good happens. I go, that's that's good. That's pretty good. But a lot of the time, there's that little thing in me that goes, God damn it. Why didn't I? And, and I hate that about myself. God, do I hate, I hate that I'm admitting it right now. I feel uncomfortable admitting it right now. But if we're going to talk about this, I want to be able to talk about it honestly. I don't want to sit here and act holier than thou. You are. Does anybody know that Metallica song, Holier Than Thou? It's an awesome song. It's from the Black Album. Uh, anyway, I don't want to sit here and act holier than thou uh, and act like I don't go through. I do. I do. And it's not. And I also don't want to sit here and be like somebody that says like, oh, well, I get jealous, but not of my friends. That's who you get jealous of. That's why it's jealousy. You get jealous of the people you know, some schmuck you don't know. You know, uh, that's come on. I guess technically that's jealous. Come on, that's not jealousy. Let's get into the grit of this. Let's get into the dirty, dark side of this that, that, we, that, that makes us hate ourselves when, we, when, it, when it happens. It's when you know a guy and, and something nice happens to him and you don't feel great about it. That's shitty. That's shitty and it's a terrible, terrible, terrible feeling. But it happens. It happens. But here's the light at the end of this tunnel. Uh, I had a very interesting discussion with a friend of mine the other day who's a comedian um, who said to me, he said he sometimes watches uh, comedians that are popular, very popular, and gets a bit depressed. 
and he said the reason he gets a bit depressed is because he'll look at them and say, I would never even think to write that type of humor. So then I get sad because I feel like, well, Jesus, I'm not, am I not going to ever break through to that level and be one of the, so, you know, quote, darlings, unquote, uh, because I don't think that way. And then he goes, and then I realized that that's just not who I am and I'm this type of person and, and I'll find success in my other ways. I totally agree with that. And I think a lot of the time that's what jealousy truly is. It's not jealousy. It's fear. And there's a difference between fear and jealousy. There's a big difference. And that's what I learned this week with that discussion. And I'm happy I did just in the nick of time to, uh, to do this podcast because that's the thing. To me, jealousy is is truly is looking at another person and going, "Why him? Why not me?" And that is something that I don't feel a lot. What I do feel a lot, though, is something good happening to somebody else and me going, oh, "That's great, but why? God, why am I not happy? Why am I not a hundred percent happy for this person? Why don't I feel great?" And then I realize that's fear. Fear. I'm not saying it's okay. I'm not saying I like that anymore. I'm just saying it's fear. It's insecurity. It's worry. It's going, oh my God, that hasn't happened for me yet. Is is it not going to happen? Is it not, not that I don't want it to happen for him. Hey, that's great that that happened for him. But will it also happen for me? I hope it does. I hope it does. What are you going to do? I don't know. You know, fear and jealousy. I think there's a difference. I, I bet you a lot of people would say there wasn't a difference. I'll let you a lot of people say those two things that I just described are one and the same. But I don't think that they are. I don't think that they are. I think that fear is a very different thing. I had a therapist say to me once that uh, I talked to her about my fear of death. And she said, you don't have a fear of death. You have a fear of running out of time. And those are two different things. Sounds semantical, but it's not really. She said, your fear is that you're not going to get everything done, that you're not going to accomplish everything you hope to accomplish before you die. And that's why the death thing kind of, you know, dances around you all the time. And she's right, or she was right. Um, And that is what it is. And that was an important distinction for me to make in my life, Uh, realizing it's not a fear of dying, it's a fear of of time and, and, and not having enough of it. And I think... That's also where my jealousy issues are rooted. It's not really jealousy. It's, again, it's a fear of time. And I think that's what a lot of us suffer from when we feel jealous or whatever. It's not jealousy. It's the fear that you are somehow... Did you hear that noise? That was some kind of computer. I don't know if the mic picked it up, but some goofy computer noise just happened. It's, uh, does your Mac do that? It sounds like it, like, farts. When it shows you, like, it's, I have a reminder thing set. And when the reminder pops up, it goes, it sounds like, like, a, like a robot queefed is what it sounds like to me. Anyway, let's not get sidetracked on robot queefs like we do every other week. Let's stay on track here. Um, you know, I think, I think the jealousy truly is just fear in all of us. It's the fear that we may not reach the higher plateau that other people we know do reach. Uh, and I think it's also, by the way, uh, there's another fear at play here. It's a fear of being left behind. You see people around you become more successful and move forward. And I think there is a certain fear that many of us feel 
that we will maybe be left behind, that maybe they will forget about us, that maybe the ones we love will no longer love us because now they're in a new phase of life, they're in a new you know, uh, zone and they're doing, they're doing new things with new people and you're no longer relevant to that person. That's a frightening thing. That's a frightening thing to think about. It's, it's, it's certainly why, uh, you know, so much competition in marriage occurs. You know, these are, that's, that's a very common, as far as I know, very common marital fight. You know, we've heard about it from friends. We've seen it portrayed a million times on in movies and on TV shows the 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 combat of uh, that between a husband and wife that occurs when one of them becomes immensely successful you know you, you always see it in movie trailers it's always like about a CIA guy or something and then uh, the wife will always go I'm living with a ghost because he's never there anymore because he's really successful in the CIA and he's like you know like going out on like sniper missions and stuff but you know Look, you could say, and then the husband will go, why can't you be just be happy? You think I do this for me? I do it for us. You could look at that and go, the wife's jealous of his success. You know, she's angry because she's home, you know, doing housework stuff, and he's out gallivanting the globe, globe strangling people with uh, piano wire. She's jealous. She's not jealous. She's fearful. She's fearful that she's that she's going to be left behind, that he's leaving her behind, that that he's found a new uh, world that she can't fit into. And then, you know, God forbid, what's happening in that world? Is is he going to meet another woman? Is he cheating on me? Is he doing that? You know, these are the things we we all start to worry about. Um, you know, we do, we do, we do. We sit here and act like we don't. We do, and I don't think that's me projecting my shit onto all of you. I think we all deal with this. I think we all have these insecurities. The trick is how big a role you let these insecurities play in your life. That's the thing. That's the real trick to, to handling this. If you, you can't let these insecurities play a large role, you can't let them run uh, your, your, your thought process and, 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 your pers- and, and overtake your perspective. You can't allow that to happen. You can't allow that to happen. What you have to do is keep these things at bay. You can't deny them. Denying doesn't do anything. You can't just go, that's not there. I'm not feeling that. I'm not thinking. That's the, then that's just not recognizing them, and that's, that's going to be bad. That's bottling. And you don't want to bottle things up because that leads to the eventual gunning down of a Kmart, as far as I know. I think that's how that starts. You kind of shove it all down, and then the bottle cork pops one day, and next thing you know, you know, you're, you're planning out the order in which the people get shot. Eesh, well, that was a little dark. Sorry. Uh, anyway, my point is, is, is bottling up leads to rage and outburst, uh, not of the Kmart shooting extreme every time, but uh, of different extremes, and it's not good. It's not good. You, know, it, it, you end up exploding and yelling at somebody. And they go, where's this coming from? It's because you bottled. It's because you bottled. Don't bottle. Never bottle. Are you bottling? I'm bottling. We're all bottling. Everybody's bottling. Anyway, don't bottle. You got to recognize that these things are happening inside of you, but you, you, but don't throw yourself to the mercy of them. That's the thing. We can all feel these things. 
Uh, and we can all dislike that we feel these things, but we have to recognize these things and we have to say, I understand what that is. I've analyzed it and it's okay. I'm moving on. No more time for that thought. I've given it its time and that's all the time it's getting from me. It's hard, man. It's hard in, in all types of uh, relationships, particularly ones of the romantic ilk uh, that that's very very tough, you know. I will admit uh, again uh, in in a in a dating thing, I'm a bit of a jealous guy. Look, I'm not a lunatic. Okay, I, if I see a girl I'm dating talking to a guy across the room, I don't walk over and you know smash a beer mug on the guy's head. It's always a beer mug when they do that in the movies. It's never a bottle. It's never. It's always a a mug. Where the fuck do you, what bar has glass mugs of, I don't know. Anyway, um, it's, it's, you know, I don't do shit like that. I don't yell at the girl afterwards. I don't start a fight over it. But, like, I am a jealous dude. Like, I will be kind of there like, what's, what's going on over there? What's, just, what's she, is she, okay, stop, you're being stupid, you're being stupid, you're being stupid. Uh, you know, I go through that, the motions of that. Uh, and why? It's insecurity. Again, is that jealousy? You know, he's the jealous type. Doesn't like when she's talking to other guys. Well, look, that's a fine label. And some guys are consumed by it and don't let their counterparts speak to any other members of the opposite sex, which is crazy. Okay, I'm not there. Um, but... I almost feel bad saying that's, well, it is crazy. I, I was going to say I feel bad saying that's crazy. Like, who am I to judge? But that is kind of crazy. Anyway, um, it's very crazy. <laughs> anyway, um, but I'm not there. But here's my point, though. The, the, the jealous, I don't think that's jealousy. I think that's fear. I think it's fear. And again, it's not okay. It's not. doesn't make it okay. But the sooner we recognize what it truly is, the sooner we can maybe start to, Cure the ailment. We can't cure this ailment. He's the jealous type. How many more decades are they going to say that for and just kind of shrug their shoulders like, don't know what to do, yet another meathead that tries to mind control his wife? Ugh, it's a shame this keeps happening. What are we going to do? Well, we'll have a support group in case she ever gets out and she can go sit on a metal folding chair in the basement of a church and talk about it with other women. Uh, yeah, great. So you're sharing the experience that, uh, that you went through a, a mental, you know, you went through the, 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 you escaped a mental prison. But is it fixing it? It's fixing it, the experience for you. It's not fixing that guy, though. It's not fixing the, the, the real problem. You know, it's like, it's like, What's the real problem? Post-traumatic stress disorder or war? I think war is the bigger problem. If there wasn't war, there would never be post-traumatic stress disorder. Or at least it would only occur in very, very rare occurrences where somebody has a complete nervous breakdown due to some kind of trauma in their life or whatever. It's like, but it's, you get my point. Let's start to try to fix the jealousy issue. And the way that we can fix the jealousy issue is by calling it what it is. It's fear. It's fear, okay? And why do these people find, have this fear? Probably because they got hurt. Probably because someone down the line, whether it was their mother or their father or their first girlfriend or their childhood sweetheart or their wife, uh, 
were there whoever somebody hurt them maybe multiple people hurt them you know and look women i'm not letting you off the hook here either you 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 have jealous types too okay and and we don't call them jealous types we you know guys will go oh she's crazy she's a lunatic you know and but that's that that term when applied to women is just as loosely and carelessly used as the jealous term is when applied to men he's the jealous type oh she's crazy it's 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 no it's neither it's neither these are people that were extremely hurt okay by one person or another and now they're fucked up from it they're fucked up from it and they're not dealing with it properly why well, probably because nobody says the, the right term for it. Okay? If I was a guy and somebody said, you're the jealous type, jealousy, who cares? That's not, that's not a, that, 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 that word doesn't carry enough weight for me to feel alarm, for me to feel like I need to go work on this and try to figure it out. It's a dismissible word. And if I were a woman and somebody said, you're crazy, my reaction would be, fuck you, don't call me crazy, which is always a woman's reaction when you say that or when somebody says that, Right? Because it's not the proper diagnosis. If we could start diagnosing this issue properly, maybe we'd have healthier relationships out there. Relationships are hard enough. They're hard enough to get through as it is. Okay? And when we don't try to understand all the layers uh, that, 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 that form a person's approach and perspective in a relationship, well, then they're going to be even harder. They're going to be even harder. Let's not overcomplicate these things. They're complicated enough already. Let's start to try to get to the root of these things. It's fear. Craziness, it, it, when it comes, the kind of craziness I'm talking about with dating and stuff, that is fear. Jealousy, when it comes to dating, that is fear because you got hurt and now you're trying to deal with it. So how do you find the security? That's the big question. And then how do you find the security? The best advice the best advice I ever, 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 ever heard um, when, when trying to deal with security uh, in a relationship, and I think this could be applied to all walks of life, to every, every scenario, everything. This is like to me like, your, like your, your morning mantra. You wake up, you say this, you meditate on this. Like this is, this is how you do it. I have a dear friend, uh, Dave, his name is, uh, and uh, it's, doesn't that sound so fake, like I'm just making up a, a name? I know a guy, his name's uh, 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 Bob, yeah, named Bob, uh-huh, and uh, anyway, Bob's, anyway, no, that really is his name, Dave. I don't know why, Dave always to me sounds like, sorry if anybody's named Dave, but it just always to me sounds like the most like fake name. Like if somebody does a joke and they go like, and like they use the name Dave in the, like, like they'll act out like, Hey Dave, you know, check this out or whatever. And I'm, I'm always like, that's not a real, they don't really have a friend named Dave. I don't believe that. I think they just picked a name. It's like the Smith of Dave is the Smith of first names. Uh, anyway, uh, look who's talking. My name's Joe. Ugh, tell me to go fuck myself. Anyway. Um, but my friend Dave said this, and it's so insightful, and it's, it's brilliant. It's truly brilliant. Uh, he said, now, okay, he, had a, he, he was about to get married many years ago, and uh, 
and his wife left him at the altar, like literally left him at the altar, okay, um, which is insane. Uh, I don't know what that's like to go through. I don't know what that feels like. Uh, I can't even imagine the utter emotional devastation you must feel when when something like that occurs. Um, and then he got married again. He got married again. And he's very happily married now. And uh, a mutual friend of ours asked him once, how do you have the security, how do you have the confidence that your current wife will not leave you the way your first wife did? You know, you were as in love with your first wife. You were as, uh, uh, you believed in her as much. You believed in the relationship as much. And she, she destroyed you. How do you know this wife won't do this to you? And he said, I don't. I don't. I, I have no guarantee that that will never happen. I hope it doesn't happen, but I have no guarantee. All I can guarantee is that I have enough faith in myself that I am able to bounce back from it. That's it. He's like, I know that. I know that. I know I can recover from it. That's the only thing I can truly put all my chips on and then just hope for the best with everything else. Dude, you could apply that. You could apply that to anything. That is applicable to anything. How do you deal with death? How do you deal with getting fired? How do you deal with your car getting totaled? How do you deal with the loss, uh, you know, or the, or the breakup with a loved one? You, you know, how do you deal with a friend turning its, his back on you? All of these things, all of these things we cannot in any way, sometimes we can predict when they're coming, obviously, but like a lot of the time it's really random. It's really random. You can't, ha you can't predict any of it. You just have to go, hey, it happened, and all I'm going to do is put faith in myself that I am strong enough to recover from it. Hope for the best, be ready to deal with the worst, and that's it. Not expect the worst. I know that's how the saying usually goes. Hope for the best, expect the worst. Um, but I don't agree. Hope for the best, be ready for the worst. And keep moving. Will it hurt when these things happen? Of course. But you know what? Suddenly now, suddenly now, you're going into your new relationships with a newfound confidence, with a new skill set, with a new ability to say, I believe in myself enough that I can rejuvenate. Uh, I think I used that word right. I'm not positive. But anyway, but the, the, that I can recover, that I can recover. And if you know that, well, all of a sudden, fear subsides it's not there as much it's not as strong it decays over time confidence builds because of that securities build because of that insecurities go away because of that and suddenly somebody's not acting jealous in a relationship anymore why because it is what it is this is what it is i believe in it that's it if it blows up in my face, I'll deal with that when that comes. Until then, oh well. I'm here and I'm along for the ride. All of a sudden, craziness is gone. Why? Because this is what it is. I'm here and I'm along for the ride. That's it. 
I don't think, you know, as I talk about this, you know, the, the, the fear and how we need to get rid of it and everything and, and how it fuels jealousy and all that stuff. You know, I, I, I hope in no way I sound like I'm saying we shouldn't feel these things. We, sh we, we, we do and should feel these things. It's hard to not feel these fears. It's hard to not. They come from a legitimate place. They come from your wife or husband leaving you at the altar. And some, a lot of the time, we steer into the curve of those fears. We steer into the curve. And it's hard not to steer into that curve uh, because it's something that consumes you. You feel surrounded by it. You feel overwhelmed by it. Uh, and, you, and, you, and you're in disbelief that something so devastating could happen. And, and if, if this world is a just place, how is this thing happening to me? This is not a just world. This is a cruel world. Hey, it is a cruel world. It is a cruel world. And it takes a lot to get up every day and say, I'm going to fight it again. Um, it's tough, man. It's tough. I know some of you fucks have charmed lives. All right? But not all of us have charmed lives. And hey, look, I'm not complaining. I got a pretty nice life here. Talking into a microphone, uh, you know, as as uh, about my thoughts on <laughs> a topic that people could take or leave, and you know, uh, people, it's part of my job. You know, I get to go on stage and do shows. It's as part of my job. I mean, it's it's you know, I get to act in TV shows. It's part of my job. I, I'm not complaining here. All right, but that doesn't mean that there's not an underbelly to to everything I do. Okay, there's not a dark side to show business and all that. There is. There's a disgusting side to it. It's a revolting side to it. In fact, Los Angeles, California, I'd like to uh, apologize to you on behalf of all people that have ever talked shit about you. That you are defined by not your city, uh, yourself as a city, but by the pieces of human shit that live inside of you. Sorry, it's not your fault, L.A. It's the people here that give you a bad name. Uh, anyway, uh, and that's not all people. I'm not generalizing everybody in L.A. There's a lot of good people here. Oh, it's always a balanced discussion on Down with Joe DeRosa. Uh, anyway, you know, it, my point is, people, there's, there's a dark side to everything we do. There, 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 there are trials in life. Life is fucking hard, okay? And people do some real numbers on you because a lot of people are selfish, a hundred percent selfish. We're all a little selfish, okay, and we're all a little selfless. And the best of us have a good balance of those things, okay. But a lot of us don't have those balance, that balance. And a lot of us are just fucking demons, demons. I remember I saw an interview with Ice T once, and he was talking about like his old crime days, and he goes, "Man, there are some stone cold demons out there." And I was like, "Yeah, that's that's a really good way to put it." Like, I can't think of a, like, that That paints the picture perfectly to me. Stone cold demons. That's true. There are some vicious, vicious people out there that do some really, really cruel stuff. And it damages us, and it hurts us, and it destroys us. And so how can you not feel these fears? How can you not steer into the curve? Especially if you're a person that acts with accountability and then you see somebody that acts without accountability, you're sitting there going, I can't wrap my head around this. How would a person act like that? It's, there's no way to, it's not a solvable problem. You can't figure it out. 
All you can do is do your best to not steer into the curve of the damage they did to you and move on. Again, you got to recognize it. You got to handle it. You got to analyze it. But then you got to move on. And look, I think you could even make a, 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 a sort of you know, different argument to this whole jealousy thing. Maybe we're too hard on jealousy. You know, if jealousy truly is driven by these fears, uh, uh, these fears of time, these fears of being left behind, these fears of being alone or whatever, um, maybe we're a little too hard on it. You know, I, I guess that's really what I'm saying is, you know, it's okay that these fears are there. You don't let them consume you, but it's okay that they're there. Don't hate it. Don't hate it. You know, but it's natural. And it's a thing that's more natural than we'd like to admit because it doesn't feel good. You don't ever want to admit that something that feels bad is natural because that's a fucking weird thing to, to have to come to terms with. Okay, so it's part of nature to just feel this awful, sick feeling inside of me right now. I don't like this. Why would any, why would any just God or, or you know, ecological system... Uh, let this be in place. Why wouldn't, you know, why would, it, why would uh, uh, evolution not eventually work this out of us? How does this make any sense? And it's like, well, it, maybe it will one day, but for right now it's there and it is natural. By the way, I said ecological system. Again, no idea if I use that term correctly. I don't think I did. I think that means like forest, right? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Let's not get hung up on the little things like my stupidity. Let's stay on course. But this thing is natural, and we don't want to admit to it. And I know that it can lead to terrible behaviors, some of which we've noted before. You know, I, you know, jealousy at its worst. You know, backbiting. Backbiting. Terrible. You know, it's gross. Yeah, did you hear about, did you hear about Lisa? about Lisa okay well she got this job okay and you know she's like going around telling everybody that um, that you know it's like going so well and that everybody loves her at this place but anyway my friend works there and I hear that she's like really fucking it up like big time and that she's like not gonna they're not gonna like renew her contract I heard um, because she's like really like apparently comfortable and like not doing her job properly so they're not like going to renew her contract so who that's like a terrible way to talk about somebody it's terrible it's gross even if it's true even if lisa is a lazy piece of shit who cares what does that have to do with your life i've done it though i've done it i hate that i've done it i've done it jealousy can lead to slander you know that's like a bigger, worse form of back... Well, it's not really backbiting because it's public at that point. Smearing somebody's name. Oh, yeah, yeah, that guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he's abusive. You all should know he's abusive. He's abusive. He totally um, tells people that they're worthless like all the time, and he's a mentally abusive person. Um, and you all should know that, okay? 
because if you're uh, like thinking about hiring him for this job, you all need to know that he's an abusive person. And like, if you need to hire somebody, like I know people that are like way better that, you know, like maybe I'm not saying me necessarily, like I'm not saying this to like put myself in the position for the job, but I'm just letting you know, like that guy that you want to hire is mentally abusive and he will come in here and he will call you all worth. Okay. Well now you have a potential lawsuit on your hands. And then of course there's the random jealous murder that happens, you know, as they say, fit of passion. These are the negative behaviors of jealousy. Murder again, the worst of them. That's probably the worst one I'd say, you know. Oh, okay. Well, uh, she's uh, walking into the Motel 6 with the... God, did I just say Motel 6? Jesus Christ. Could, can I get better references, please? Is it possible? Red Roof in. We're going to go with that. Well, she's walking into the Red Roof Inn, uh, and uh, that's her coworker. I don't know why they would need to have a business meeting at the Red Roof Inn, especially when they both work at Little Caesars. Can't see why anything work-related would be happening here. Okay, well, thank God I have this gun. I'm just going to go in and talk to him and see what happens. It was a bloodbath at the Red Roof Inn. Breaking news on your 6 o'clock news, iPhone footage of the bloodbath at the Red Roof Inn. The roofs were literally red at the Red Roof Inn today because of the blood that was a product of the bloodbath that happened at the Red Roof Inn. These are the terrible behaviors of jealousy. But you know what? Jealousy, in theory... Uh, can lead to positive behaviors too. It can lead to you working harder. Motherfucker, I got passed over again. This is bullshit. That guy doesn't deserve it. I deserve it. All right, I'm all right. I'm I'm doing I'm putting in the overtime. I'm gonna do it until I get that promotion. I'm getting that promotion. Get the promotion. There you go. Now you can wield your new power to punish those that you were passed over for. Pushing yourself harder, pushing yourself to work harder. I think that's another potentially positive behavior that comes from jealousy. You got to push yourself, you know, and then maybe you get that promotion. And again, now you can use your newfound powers to get revenge. Because, I mean, if power isn't about revenge, I don't know what it is about. If the point of power isn't revenge, then what the fuck is the point of power? Uh, and, of course, uh, the most positive of all potential positive behaviors fueled by jealousy, uh, the occasional murder. See that? I did a little bit there. But, but, the worst, the worst thing, fuck positive, fuck negative, the worst thing that jealousy can lead to, to me, in my opinion, is obsession. Obsession. One of my favorite movies, The Prestige. Obsession is a young man's game. I forget the character's name, but Michael Caine says that. Obsess oh, no, no, Michael Caine doesn't say that. David Bowie says that. Obsession is a young man's game. It drove me to the corners of the earth. I think he says something like that. But anyway, if you never saw that movie, David Bowie plays Tesla. That's why he has that weird accent. Uh, weird. Is that racist that I said weird accent? I don't know. 
it's Austrian, but it's like a very unique. It doesn't. It doesn't sound like Schwarzenegger Austrian. It sounds like I can't explain it. It's it's a very unique accent. Unique. There you go. That's a nice way of saying weird. Um, you know, it's a, it's a movie about feuding magicians. It's an awesome, awesome movie. And Hugh Jackman's character is obsessed with Christian Bale's character because Christian Bale's character has this trick, and Hugh Jackman can't figure out how he does it. And he goes to all lengths uh, to figure out how he does this trick to try to ruin Christian Bale because Christian Bale uh, is accidentally responsible for Hugh, the death of Hugh Jackman's character's uh, wife at the beginning of the film. Uh, and he becomes obsessed. He becomes obsessed and enraged and whatever. And, uh, and a lot of that, obviously, is jealousy. He's jealous of the success that Christian Bale's character finds after he did this terrible thing. Again, how can that be happening? How, is this, how can this be a just world? He hurt me. How is he not more accountable for what he did? This, that, the other, right? But obsession is bad. Obsession will destroy you. There's a difference between working harder and pushing yourself and obsession. Obsession will destroy you. Obsession is is is, uh, is sick, sick focus, sick focus, deranged focused on a goal that will lead nowhere but to you unraveling yourself. That almost, you know, that basically goes back to the very first discussion we ever had on this podcast when Pete Holmes and I talked about serendipity and uh, synchronicity. You know, you have to be serendipitous with the universe. You have to allow it to deal you certain hands, and you take those hands and you keep moving forward. And we talked about it on that episode as going with the tide. When you fight the tide, all of a sudden you're suddenly hitting rocks and, you know, cutting your cutting your legs and, and, and drowning. But if you go with the tide, you just let it pull you downstream, and that's it. So you got to go with the tide in life. You got to go with the tide in life. An obsession does nothing but move you against the tide, which eventually eventually leads to you drowning. And now you're dead. Let's go to the phones. We now go to Twitter for questions as we do every week. Uh, I'm opening up the Twitter there on my sweet little iPad mini. Uh, let's see what we got here. We got some uh, questions and thoughts. From the listeners. Um, okay, our first one. I'm sorry, guys. I know, I know. I'm scrolling. I know. I'm just trying to get there. This is dead air. This is no good. First one comes from David McIntyre. You can follow him at Mr. Mac, which is M-A-C-T-W-O, Mr. Mac 2. I am envious of your podcast. You should be. It means I'm better than you. Don't be envious. Start your own podcast. I know you're joking, but just start a podcast. Anybody can start one, obviously. I did. Uh, okay, next one is from uh, hashtag Fire Girardi. His handle is at LTD, 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 LTD. That's a dumb handle, and his thought is shut up. Okay, great. Uh, this is from... Uh, Fred from Brook Brooklyn at Fred Brooklyn at Fred Brooklyn, old old Fred from Brooklyn, an old cohort. 
that's not the right term, a pal, pal of mine, back in the days, fascinating topic, dot, 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 hashtag yawn. I, uh, I can't tell if that's supposed to be like a jealousy joke. Ah, Fred, you bombed. That joke bombed. Anyway, uh, here's from Pat Joseph 22. Okay, finally a real one. Here we go. At Pat Joseph 22. That's just 22. The number's 22. Do you believe social media is centered around making everyone else jealous? Uh... Yeah, I, I do think a lot of it is. I, I do think a lot of it is. The amount of uh, humble bragging, you know, as we now call it, that goes on in social media is is really astounding. I think people, you know, the selfie craze, obviously. Uh, your selfies are a poison. Know that, all of you, all of you. I don't care if I'm friends with you or not. Your selfies are a poison. They are a poison. Stop it. Stop it. And I'm not, I don't, one once in a while, I get it. You're, hey, look where I am, and you take a picture. But I mean, I have friends that I'm about to start on following because it's, it's sickening the amount of pictures of themselves that they post. How can you be so pleased with yourself? It's fucking gross. You're sick. Stop it. Stop doing it. Uh, and, and yeah, I do think it is, it is a sort of attempt to make everyone else jealous. Look how good my life is. Look how good I look. Look how good I have it. You don't. You don't. If you had it so goddamn good, you wouldn't be posting all these pictures. You'd be too busy doing all your good shit. So beat it. Um, okay. This is coming from Bob, at Bob Sullivan Show. At Bob Sullivan, which is two L's, show. Who is more jealous, a woman or bitchy guy? Uh, I think I think they're the same. I think they're the same. I mean, I don't fully understand. I are you, are you saying? I don't understand if you're saying like a man that acts womanly, or a jealous woman versus a bitchy guy, or 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 that are you saying all women are bitchy? I don't agree with any of the things I just said as I try to interpret this statement. Uh, but I will say, if you are just asking, what's, what's, who's more jealous, a woman or a man uh, acting at their worst, I think, it's, I think they're equal. I think they're equal. Both do uh, terrible things, and, um, and both need to be cured of their ailments, as I already said, uh, which is why we need to start defining this more properly. Do you ever get... this? Is, I'm sorry, this is from... The Indigi, T-H-E-I-N-D-I-G-I. Do you ever get jealous of friends? Uh, Yes, I admitted to that, and I hate that. Uh, Like when your friend is hanging out or talking to other people more than you, and if so, do you do anything about it or let it just fester? Well, look, you know, I have been in situations where your friend will take you somewhere and then, like, kind of ignore you, and that's a weird position to be in. You can't really yell at your friend about that. You left me in the corner. It's like, dude, dude, we're not dating. What are you talking about? Um, that does suck, though, when that happens. That really sucks. You know? And I, again, I think that kind of goes back to the social media thing. I think that's like a show-off tactic. Oh, come and see how good my life is. And I'll be off, you know, perusing these people and doing these things and, and you know, socializing and networking. And you, you can just watch me work the room. You know? Um, it's a shitty thing to do. It's a shitty thing to do. And it's just as shitty when a friend takes you out with 
one other friend that you don't know, and then they focus completely on the other person. It sucks. It sucks, and it's going to make you feel insecure, which makes you feel jealous. Uh, but no, I don't address it. Uh, this is from Joe from Big Bean at Dirt Fiction, at Dirt Fiction, uh, big supporter of the show here. Follow him. Being jealous may be the hardest emotion to control for some people. Jealousy can turn to hate, which can turn any normal man, uh, make any normal man turn to darkness, to the darkness of his heart and release the demons that jealousy brings. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And if we hadn't talked about it so much already, I would talk about it more. But yes, you're 100% right. Uh, at Patriot underscore born says, do you think all those old hoes from past are jealous of you now? There weren't a lot of old hoes. <laughs> so no. Uh, believe it or not, not a lot of old hoes in this guy's closet. Uh, this is from uh, Pat Joseph 22 again. Starting to think your sound engineer is really just a cigarette stuck to a piece of gum on the floor. <laughs> I know. I've said that before, that it sounds like Ernie's like fake, like he's not a real person. And he's not even here today. It's going to be like Hunter Thompson with Dr. Gonzo, where like he would do college talks and people were like, we think that Dr. Gonzo is not real. And Hunter Thompson would keep saying, no, he's real, he's real. And uh turned out he was real. Anyway, uh, we already did one from at Patreon. Sorry, guys. I, I got to stop doing doubles here because we're running out of time. Uh, this is from at Ferris Cronfley. At F-A-R-I-S-K-R-O-N-F-L-I. Why haven't you responded to my steak dinner request? I sent that email weeks ago. Well, uh, I don't remember getting the email, Ferris. And uh, secondly, I don't know you. Maybe that's why. That might have something to do with it. You're a random man on Twitter asking me to get a steak dinner with you. Um, yeah, it's probably not going to happen, buddy. Uh, but I love you, and thanks for supporting. Stick with us. Uh, this is my, my buddy Tom, my buddy Tom Lewis, uh, at Tom Dog. Follow him. Wonderful journalist, at Tom Dog. Talk about the differences slash hypocrisy of jealousy expressed by men versus women. I don't think there are differences. Uh, I think men are... You know, label again, labeled as jealous types. Women are labeled as crazy, and I think both are bad behaviors and need to be fixed. Um, I'm sorry, by the way. I know we keep kind of, I'm kind of coming back to that point over and over again, um, but it's just very relevant this week to what we're talking about. Uh, okay, this is from at Doug the Diabetic. Oh, I wish I had a podcast. Hashtag jealousy. Good one, Doug. Uh, this is from at underscore Skelter underscore. I've had, he, you've written before, because I remember it threw me off that there was an extra underscore after Skelter. So at underscore Skelter underscore. Oh, good for you. You have your own podcast. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, this is from Mac Alligator. M-A-C Alligator. Jealousy. Uh, it's mine, you can't have it. And Oh, I see, he's defining. Okay, jealousy is, it's mine, you can't have it. Envy is, it's yours and I want it. Which do you feel more often? Wow, that's a great distinction, man. Actually, that's a really great distinction. <sighs> that would have helped to address at the top of this podcast. Jesus, I got to re-record this whole thing now? No, that's, that's, really, that's really good. Um, 
I'd say envy is probably more what we talked about today um, than the than the than it was today was more about it's yours and I want it, which is what I've suffered from more versus it's mine. You can't have it. Uh, I'm not a very protective person. In fact, I, I, I like to share the wealth. So, um, which is more useful jealousy or, uh, envy? Um, I would say, eh, envy, because again, that can fuel you to work a little harder, um, before it leads you down the darkest path. Um, this is from at Jake Miller at 3130, at Jake Miller 3130. Is it ever justified in your opinion? Uh, yes, it is to a certain extent, which we've talked about. And then finally, uh, the last thought of the day comes from at liquid underscore aluminum, at liquid underscore aluminum. You should do a podcast on how to effectively manage and control one's anger. Lord knows I fail at it personally. We did uh, anger management episode with Bill Burr. You should listen to that one. Uh, and you should listen to all the episodes, please. Because this is the Down with Joe DeRosa podcast, and we do an episode every week that gets released every Monday. Please subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave a rating. Leave a review. Uh, you can also find this podcast at JoeDeRosaComedy.com. You can also find all my other info there, uh, including upcoming shows. Uh, upcoming shows are... Uh, the uh, the uh, 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 Toronto leg of the Just for Laughs Comedy Festival uh, in September. Uh, please uh, come see me there. Go to the JFL website or my website for details. Uh, also, October, I will be in uh, at Helium uh, Comedy Club in Philadelphia. Uh, I will also be at the Lizard Lounge at the Chameleon Club in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Uh Come and check me out in those spots. And I also have some other dates in later October. Uh, again, JoeDeRosaComedy.com for details. And last but not least, the thing we need to push so hard today, the new album, Mistakes Were Made, The B-Sides, which is an album of rare uh, recordings uh, from the last seven years, different venues, different places, different times. Uh, it's a double album for $9.99. Download only, uh, iTunes, Amazon, all that, all those places. Comes out Tuesday, September 2nd. That's tomorrow. Please buy the album. And thank you for listening. Take care, folks.